0: So here's the question, for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers, who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife Podcast. This is Amy McLaren. I listen to a radio station that does this thing called free time. And they just basically, they take a break from their... their usual, you know, segments and stuff like that in the morning. You know, they've been busy. They have got a lot of things one after the other, and they chuck on some relaxing music and they just shoot the breeze. So, I've I've just uh, I've just had a crazy few weeks, and I felt like I just um just uh, do something chilled today. <laughs> so I'm going to try that. Except I don't have anyone to bounce off. It's just me talking, but um, it's going to be pretty chilled. I've been thinking about a few things over the week. Thought I'd just bring those up and kind of just mull over them. So, I'll just cue up some music. You know, sometimes I forget that Josh is normal, that, that we're normal. Like, I mean, we're normal, but we, we have been teaching couples how to have good relationships for uh, over 10, 12 years or something like that. <laughs> and um, so, you know, we, we remember the stuff we teach most of the time, and I guess we've got quite high expectations of each other i think maybe sometimes we have too high expectations of each other and then we get surprised like you know one of us does something really selfish or forgets to think about the other person because you know we don't remember to do the stuff we teach all the time and then i'll i'll be really rude to him And he'll just, like, get real angry back. (laughs) And I'll be like, whoa, hey, how come you're getting so angry? You're not supposed to get angry. Because, like, normally he's amazing. Like, he's really, really good at relationships because we've both been teaching it. But then when the stress is on and things are happening and it's, you know, there's a lot going on and we both aren't remembering the stuff (laughs) that we teach, it's like, hey, hang on. Um, That's, you call me my surprise. Oh yeah, that's right. We are just normal people, and we have high expectations, <laughs> which is a good thing, I think, most of the time. But I think I, I think Josh gets surprised too when I'm useless, because I'm especially more into the teaching stuff. Like I'm the one that's doing the, you know, the regular podcast and stuff. He just um, he helps me out rather than running the stuff. So I do more of the speaking. So anyway, it's more ingrained in me. And then when I stuff up, it's even worse, because I talk about how to have good relationships all the time and then I stuff up. And so he he probably gets angry, because, like, what's going on? She's usually really awesome. And, And she's being really not awesome. Anyway, that's happened a few times. And I just noticed it today. I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's probably why we're getting like overreacting to when one of us stuffs out. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about this whole um, in sickness and in health thing lately too. Like I think one of the last one of the last um, articles I did in the My Wedding magazine for like about how to have good relationships, we have a section on advice and stuff. And I think the last one I, I think it was the last one I did Talked about how when you get married you're like, for a poorer, in sickness and in health, and you just say the words but you don't really think about what it actually means. Like in sickness and in health. In sickness. What if someone what if you marry someone and then after six months or a year they become a tetraplegic and you know, you you, you know, things will change. <laughs> and do you remember the vows and go, Yeah, this is I'm going to look after this person for the rest of my life because I, I it in sickness and in health. And I don't think that happens very often, but it would happen to some couples. You know, this whole doormat thing, like people are worried about feeling like a doormat, but you know, what's it, what, what happened to the whole honourable thing about you know, I'm going to love this perf- person for the rest of my life, no matter what happens. Um, I think that's still kind of really important. I think there's it's a slightly different perspective. It's like, oh, I don't want to be taken advantage of versus I love this person and I'll I'll um, I'll lay down my life for them, kind of thing, while not being being bold about it, being being confident about it, and being strong and kind of like you know protecting someone else's well-being. I don't know. It's just a different perspective on the same thing, maybe. But um, just thinking about mental health, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of mental health issues that are going to come out of this whole lockdown COVID thing and have been, you know, and a lot more people suffering from this. And I know that when, um, particularly when I had the second, our second baby, I had to go back to work after, uh, after she was I think nine months old and soon after I went back to work there was this there was mental health, this, mental health awareness week and like all, all around the buildings and, and all the bathroom stalls and stuff like that there's these posters on you know how to take care of your mental health and it was things like make sure you get enough sleep make sure you get some time to yourself eat well and all this kind of stuff and this is a checklist I'm like nope, 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 all down the checklist, you know, because right then I had this baby that wasn't sleeping through the night and um, I was getting kind of like four or five hours a night for about two years sleep and so I definitely wasn't getting enough sleep and then told myself, while well, I was either working or I was at home looking after like a nine month old and a two year old uh, yeah, I, um I was like, no wonder a whole lot of new mums, you know, go through stuff, because I don't think my health is very healthy, my mental health is very healthy, and uh, definitely, you know, you definitely felt it in the home, like, I'm not myself, I'm not okay, and uh, it's, it's, but it's, and like, for your spouse, when they're, there's nothing they can do about it when you're going through mental health, like, it's like if you've got a sickness, a physical sickness that's not mental, you go to the doctor, right, and you get it. You get it looked at and if your doctor can't fix it then maybe you might get a second opinion particularly if it's really affecting you you know and keep searching you look on the internet you try and find out what's going on you try and solve it get rid of it so that you're not kind of um you know in that sickness anymore with mental health like i don't know there's this perception of it's going to be really expensive to talk to someone and then are they really going to help? Like, where are the proven stats that people who go and talk to someone actually, you know, come through the other side? Because no one talks about it. So no one knows the success stories about going and getting help. And, you know, but you just got to, so if your partner's going through that, well, in sickness and in health, like, they're not well, but I just got to support them through it. Even though whenever I try and help them, they, you know, blow up at me or whatever. Um, and sometimes I do feel like I'm being, stood on like a doormat, but I did say that even when they're not healthy, I'd stand by them, that's kind of, that's what I promised, that's what marriage means, I've committed. (laughs) It's real hard, but, you know, it's a commitment, eh, and how, how much of it are we thinking when we get married that we're going to, you know, no matter how hard it is, I'll keep to it, or are we just like, not really thinking about it? I don't know, I think most of the time, though, it's a season, and as long as, um, you know, the problem that's causing the mental health gets solved, then, um, or the the lack of mental health, then it'll pass, we'll get through it, it might take a while, it might take a few months, or it might take a few years, but, it, you know, there's, there's always the hope and the possibility it'll pass, and then you'll have invested in that relationship come out the other side and be closer and stronger together yeah I I think it's definitely been a hard time but there's always tomorrow, there's always the hope of it getting better yeah when I was back at work that second time Oh, one, of the t- one of the projects I worked on, I was working for this lady, <laughs> a really lovely lady, like really kind of, you know, cared for the people who were working for her. She was the manager of the kind of office where I was working, we kind of, we all reported to her. But when she was stressed, you'd like, you'd kind of walk up to her to ask her a question and she'd just put her hand up, be <laughs> like, talk to the hand, come back later, I'm busy. Like, quite quite kind of confronting and it sort of um, took me back the first time I was like whoa I can't believe she just put her hand in my face (laughs) but you know I'd made that commitment uh, to the job and to make it work you know so how am I going to do the best job I can with someone who does that when they're getting stressed and you know you just ask around what other people do how do they make sure to get some time in front of her without getting rejected with a hand in the face and you learn these strategies and then there's some people who maybe don't maybe who get put off and just go whoa and then never really figure out the right way to work with that person and they um yeah they really struggle and they <laughs> always sort of you know like I always saw that with other people that started after me and I saw that Would come in and really struggle with that. And they would um, often be at each other's throats at at, at meetings, kind of, never really understanding each other. And I think, um, you know, I just, you know, that's just one example of just so many things that I see in, in business that are reflective of, you know, if you get, if you learn how to have good relationships in your marriage, you learn how to apply the same things in your in your work relationships like once you've committed it's like for better or worse we'll just work this out and we'll make it work for the time that you're employed there and then you have a much easier time rather than going oh I can't stand this I'm going to have to look for another job or I can't stand this I'm going to have to look for another partner right you go okay well I've committed to this let's sort this out let's figure out the best way to work together and then when you do things are so much easier and more harmonious and and you get you know you get looked after in return and you get you get more kind of um, respect around the workplace and you get more given more responsibility maybe another promotion things like that because workplaces are just people as well and they're just relationships as well on that whole doormat thing have you ever have you ever had to tell your spouse to kind of like Buck it up, you know, suck it up, (laughs) suck it up, cupcake, (laughs) stop being a whatever, Um, you know, lift your game, do people ever do that, like, not in a mean way, but like, in an encouraging way, like, you can do this, come on, stop this rubbish, like, we do, we do this with our, with, especially with my five-year-old, but three-year-old as well, starting to do it, like, come on, it's not that bad, sort it out. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. But um, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes I talk to Josh like that. But it's I try and be encouraging when I say that. I'm not going to be saying it in a rude way. Like, I don't care what you're going through. You sort it out. Or I don't want to hear it. Although, maybe there's been the odd time where I've said that. <laughs> if I've just been over it and not really being my best relationship self. Yeah, I think sometimes people need to hear it. Not too often, but every now and then, you know, that we're here to lift each other's game, to be each other's cheerleader, I think. That's one of the things that me and Josh say it's kind of like a culture in our marriage, is being each other's cheerleader. And sometimes we have to we have to say the hard words that someone needs to hear. You know, to help them get over something and Yeah, we can't can't let our partners wallow and stuff forever but on the other hand we've got to be supportive and know what they're going through and and not put too much pressure on them that's going to just make them more, you know, feel more stressed so I say that to myself sometimes suck it up cupcake like I can hear myself winching and moaning in my head <laughs> I shouldn't have to do this and why is it always me that has to do that you know, kind of a whole bunch of woe well, was me, sorry for myself stuff that's obviously, not I mean, not always true. Like, I don't always have to do whatever and whatever. And I've told myself in the past, suck it up, cupcake. Like, Josh used to be away on Tuesdays, which was rubbish day. And a while back we were living in this in this house, and um, Josh had built this awesome deck. But, um, where we put the rubbish bins was on the other side of the deck so it was like around the other side of the house and you couldn't like the gate was on the deck side which was on the other side of the house from where the bins were but the bins needed to be on that side because that was outside the laundry where we could like you know empty the rubbish we didn't want the bins on the deck right because it was pretty small and it was right outside our lounge so on a tuesday here i was out the back of the house around the side wheel the bin all the way around the back through the grass Around the side, up the steps, over the deck, down the steps on the other side, and then down the driveway and out the front. And sometimes I'll be like, rawr, rawr, rawr. should be the guy taking the bin out, it's so heavy. But I was like, suck it up, cupcake, he ain't here. It's me or a, or an overflowing bin. And there's not much I could do about it, and it didn't help to be whinging. Sometimes we just need to hear it suck it up get over it you know because I talk a lot I talk a lot in these episodes about you know being supportive and understanding the other person and what they're going through and stuff but sometimes it's just like yeah enough let's move on (laughs) and sometimes we need to tell ourselves that okay well I could go on and on but that's probably enough for now uh, it's it's been lovely hanging out. I've enjoyed the background music actually. It's been quite chilling, and in a you know chilled out way, not in a cold way. So um, thanks for listening. I <laughs> hope that was slightly entertaining for you, and uh, maybe you learnt something. I learnt something. I learnt about the power of putting on background music. I <laughs> hope you have an awesome week and be blessed do some do some cool stuff in your relationship do some cool stuff at work in your work relationships i'll catch you next week gagi de